Welcome back to the Digital Leadership Podcast with Brandon Cox. That's me. And this is where we talk about life, leadership, digital marketing, all kinds of things in between. I want to focus in today on something that I have been struggling and wrestling with lately. I think this might bless you, benefit you, because I keep talking to other leaders who are in the same boat. And so it's just been kind of Uh, interesting to me how many conversations I've had just in the last week or two. I don't know if it's the time of year, uh, but we seem to be facing similar kinds of thoughts and feelings about being stuck in leadership. So maybe it's just comforting to know that I'm a leader who sometimes feels stuck. And and you wonder, perhaps, does anybody else ever feel that way? And maybe you're not in a season like that right now. Maybe this podcast will come in handy for you sometime down the road. But I'm just guessing that if you are in leadership, if you try to lead at all, you are definitely going to go through seasons where you feel like you've plateaued, where you feel like you don't know what to do next, where you hit kind of a creative roadblock, uh, where you can't seem to motivate yourself or others. Uh, You feel like you've stopped growing or you feel like your organization, your team has stopped growing the staff or the the church or the business that you lead. You feel like it's just not pressing forward. Uh, What do you do when you feel like you've stopped? So let me just jump into this topic, okay? Uh, First, I want to bring us back to some basics and sort of remove some excuses. Because when you're stuck, when you're up against a brick wall, the last thing you need is excuses. Uh, Alan Redpath said, that an excuse is just a lie stuffed in the skin of a reason. We use it like a reason, but at the end of the day, it's just holding us back. So when I'm blaming something else or someone else for my lack of initiative or my lack of integrity or my lack of drive, my lack of motivation, uh, I'm not going to get anywhere because I can't fix all the things that I blame. I can't fix the people that I blame. I can't fix the circumstances that I blame. So we're going to move away from blame, stop making excuses, and we're going to remember some basics. Let me remind you of these leadership basics, even though they are sometimes difficult to be reminded of. First basic I want to just mention is this. You're either growing or you're dying. Remember that we are growing. We are meant to grow. We're designed to grow, that healthy things grow, that when we're born into this world, we grow. And if we don't grow, someone takes us to the doctor to to kind of find out why, what's stunting our growth, what's holding us back from growth. Now, there comes a point at which physically we kind of peak out at age 17, 18, 19, and we start to, to, to sort of just Uh, move in a different direction, and that's part of the physical life cycle. But spiritually and mentally, there's nothing stopping us from continuing to grow. So we're either growing or we're dying. I'm 41, and I feel like I'm learning new stuff every day. So don't make the excuse of, I'm doing okay, I'll just coast along on what I've got, maybe there's nothing else for me to learn. No, you're either growing or, or you're dying. Uh, Here's another basic truth about leadership. You can always improve. In fact, I believe we were designed to always be achieving, to always be improving. And when I'm not improving, when I'm not achieving, when I'm not taking new ground, uh, I'm not fulfilled. And I think that's, that's from God. It's from the Creator. I think we're meant to be that way, that we are supposed to be improving. We're supposed to be growing. We're supposed to be desiring to grow and always 
improving. So that's just a basic principle. And so if you, if you start to go, well, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just okay. I don't need to I don't really have any growth problems right now. And if people say, "How's leadership going?" and we go, "Oh, it's fine. I think I'm just in a sweet spot." That maybe sometimes being in a sweet spot is not as sweet as we think it is. We're just not improving and we're supposed to. Here's another basic principle of leadership that we sometimes forget. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And so when my organization, when my team is not thriving, when the people around me are not growing, I have to face the fact that maybe I'm not growing, or at least the possibility that maybe I'm not growing, that there's a problem in me, that, that there's something stunted, that if, if I'm not growing, then the people around me are not going to be growing. And, and I can't just complain about the organization that I lead. I can't just complain about the direction my team is going uh, if if I'm not looking at myself and understanding that everything ultimately rises and falls on leadership. Uh, just today I met with our church staff and we were talking about a particular thing that, that isn't necessarily anyone's responsibility in particular. And that's one of the reasons why it hasn't gotten done because you know we all have our own responsibilities and there's this one thing that just really isn't going well. Uh, it isn't a strong area for us. And, and I finally had to go look. This is my responsibility. That doesn't mean that long-term I need to be the one who is performing the action and carrying out the duty. It might need to be something that I delegate, but I need to delegate it. I'm the one that needs to set the expectation that it gets done. I'm the one that needs to create the map and the strategy uh, for, for getting it out there. I need to invite help. So everything ultimately rises and falls on leadership. I'm responsible for the people that I lead for my organization. And then here's another basic one. Uh, this one is the, probably the harshest of all. Uh, you are the lid. You are the lid on your own growth. You are the lid on the people that you lead. And so if you're leading at an eight and you go, that seems pretty good. Scale of one to 10, I'm leading at an eight. I think I'll just camp out here a while. The problem is someone underneath you is leading at a seven and they want to grow to an eight or a nine, which would be amazing for your organization, It'd be amazing for your success, but you're holding them back because you're the lid. And so when you settle, you become a lid for the rest of the organization. And again, I'm not sharing all of this with you from a position of superiority. I'm sharing this with you as one who struggles and has currently, has recently struggled with these very realizations. I've had to face these things. So what do you do now when you, you realize you've stopped growing, when you feel like you've stagnated, you feel like your growth has been stunted and you've plateaued and you're just not getting anywhere and you're not seeing excellence rise, you're not driving towards success. Uh, what do you do in those moments? And, and by the way, let me make a quick caveat before we get into the things that I think you should do. Let me do just offer this up. It's possible that you're burning out or that you're exhausted or that you're struggling with uh, perhaps uh, just an emotional health issue. I do believe strongly there, there are times to rest and take breaks and, and there are times to rejuvenate and refresh away from leadership. I took a sabbatical last year, uh, an entire month away from my church. It was a healthy, very healthy season. It was life-giving and refreshing and energizing. So I, I do believe those things are possible. But 
if you're not ready to take a sabbatical, if this is not break time for you, if, if the rest issue is not what's the problem, then let's dig into what you can do to go from where you are to a next level in leadership, even if you don't know what that next level is. You just know you're stuck. You just know that you've plateaued. You just know that you've hit a wall. What do you do? Okay, here they are from, from the hip, from my heart. Do a thorough self-evaluation. I mean, get hard on yourself. Get tough on yourself. I struggle with this because I love to celebrate successes. I love to focus on what I've done well in. I love to focus on where the organization has come, on where my church has grown. And so I sometimes fall behind and forget to be hard on myself. I forget to do a thorough self-examination. And I think one of the ways that we can do this is instead of looking at the four or five things that we do well, expand our list of what could be done well and begin to see what I'm lacking in. So, um, you know, if I'm a if I'm a batter in baseball and I go see my hitting coach and I go, well, I think I got a pretty good swing and, you know, my, my, my body's in the right position, the batting coach might go, well, what about these other 13 factors in, in making hits? So the same is true in leadership. I, I need to come to a place sometimes where I go, all right, maybe I'm doing well with four or five things, but there may be 10 or 12 things that I can look at, smaller things that I'm not doing well at. And if I tweak those areas of my performance, I'm going to get better overall. So do a thorough self-evaluation. How am I doing with people? How am I doing with my time? How am I doing in terms of growing my knowledge? How am I doing in terms of managing things? Uh, Do a thorough self-evaluation. But that's not enough, obviously. You also need to get brutally honest feedback. You've got to have people in your life that speak honestly into you. Uh, You've got to have people that can open up with you. Just in the past week, I've had at least four significant conversations with people who were willing to share something with me that wasn't necessarily positive. Now, that doesn't mean they were mean to me. doesn't mean they were insulting. But they were willing to say, here's where I think you're struggling. Uh, At least four different conversations. If you're not open to that kind of conversation, you're done growing. Okay? Uh, You have got to get brutally honest feedback, which means you got to make people feel safe with that. Now, this can't always come from the people that work for you, that work under your leadership, but sometimes it can. Sometimes it can come from colleagues and people that are your parallels, people that work alongside you. You can invite that. Sometimes it's from a coach or a mentor. I'm a strong believer in coaching. I I coach leaders myself. If you're looking for coaching, if you're not sure where to start, shoot me an email. Brandon at BrandonAcox.com. Would love to talk with you about that, about leadership coaching. But get some brutally honest feedback because you need eyeballs from the outside looking in. Uh, I, I have I have friends that do uh, what are called secret shopper visits to churches. Uh, so a church leader will reach out to them and say, I really want to grow. We need help with our first impressions. And, and my friend will go in as a secret shopper and, and just kind of visit without announcing who he is at all. And he'll just observe and take notes and then provide some scoring on here's how you're doing and here's what I think you could change. Uh, We need sometimes brutally honest feedback. Just open ourselves up to it. Ask someone to come along and give us some sort of gut punch style evaluation about ourselves so that we can grow. Okay, Um, let, let let me get into something a little bit bigger and deeper. And this is really the heart of this episode. Uh, I want to challenge you also to repent. Now, this word repent is not just a religious word. 
It certainly has roots in religion, has roots in faith. Uh, It's a biblical word. Um, To repent literally means to change the way you think. But I want to talk about repentance in kind of a different light because I think most of us think of the word repentance as I've done something bad, I should feel shame, and I should apologize and make amends. Well, all of that is okay. It might be elements of repentance, but that is not the heart of what repenting is. Repenting literally is to change your mind. And I believe that the result of repentance is always refreshing. I always feel fresh after repentance. See, most of us think of the word repent. We think of repentance as something that brings shame. It brings pain. It takes me to a negative place. It makes me feel guilty. Uh, But that should never be the end result of repentance. The end result of repentance is always freedom. And so I want to challenge you, whether you're a Christian or not is beside the point. If you're in leadership, there are times when you need to do some repenting in leadership to repent of where you've come from, to repent of your current direction. And and so let me break down what I mean by repenting. I think that first of all, that means rebelling against the status quo. For me, I do repentance in prayer. I talk to God about it. I go to God and I say, you know, God, I have settled for the status quo. I have adopted mediocrity and I've been clinging to it. It's been like a, a comfort zone for me. I have become addicted to ease and comfort and convenience and I haven't wanted to step outside of that zone and I repent of that right now. I hereby reject the status quo. I hereby reject fear. I want to overthrow its power. I reject that. I also am going to change the way that I think. I'm going to think differently. I'm going to force myself to get outside the box and I'm going to welcome the kind of refreshing that I desperately need. So again, I'm not talking about repentance in the context of having committed a grave sin and coming in a sense of shame and confessing that. Now, if you've committed some grave sin, maybe you need to do that. I'm talking about repentance, excuse me, leadership kind of repentance in which I repent of having clung to the status quo, where I rebel against that and I change my direction. I purposely, willfully branch off in a new trajectory in my life and I make it happen because it gets me outside of my routine and my comfort zone and takes me in a new direction, okay? Here's another big tip when you feel like you've stopped growing, when you've hit a wall, when you feel stuck, uh, you need to listen to some voices outside of your current circle of influencers. I have podcasts that I listen to, favorite people that that I listen to, and I could rattle them off to you, but you might have these as well, Uh, just people that you always go to. I'm not going to miss an episode of their podcast. I listen to their sermons, their interviews, their talks. I read every book they write. Uh, I've got a lot of leaders that I look up to in that sense, but I've also found great benefit in listening to people outside of my normal circle of influencers. Just recently, I picked up a book called Destiny by T.D. Jakes. Uh, I, I don't, I've not historically listened to a whole lot of, of Dr. Jakes' material, but man, I'm hooked 
because it has challenged me to think in fresh ways with fresh terminology through a different set of eyes about my life. And it's caused me to ask, am I lining up with my destiny? Uh, am, am I focused on moving toward the purpose that, that God has for me? So uh, listen to voices outside your current circle of influencers. Ask a couple of friends, who should I be listening to? Uh, as a church leader, I find that I often need to listen to other church leaders. I need to listen to the sermons of other pastors because that sharpens me and it kind of gets me fired up. But I need sometimes to switch gears and listen to someone else. Uh, I, I need to listen to a, a Tony Robbins who's a motivational guy or a Dean Graziosi who's in the real estate and business world or um, you know, an Ed Milet who uh, does a tremendous job challenging people to get outside their comfort zone and strive for excellence. I need voices like that sometimes that don't come necessarily from the same background and world that I come from. So listen to some voices outside your current circle of influence. That way you're expanding the horizons of your mind. You're thinking outside of the current patterns of thinking. Here's another big thing. When you feel like you've stopped growing, you need to go pour into someone else. Uh, there, if you're not familiar with what's called the Dead Sea Principle, the Dead Sea is dead because water feeds into it, but it doesn't feed out. So it's always receiving and it's never giving. And because it's receiving, it fills up with deposits and it doesn't get rid of anything. The same is true when all we do is receive. When I'm reading and I'm studying and I'm listening and I'm, I'm taking in uh, great inspirational content all the time and I'm trying to apply that and lead people and do better and have a greater organization, but I'm not mentoring anyone, I'm not pouring into anyone, I'm not helping somebody else get unstuck, it, it, it keeps me in a position of being stuck. It stagnates me. Uh, it, it kills me. So the fact is that when you feel stuck, and you're willing to go and help somebody else get unstuck, it helps you get unstuck as well. It's these two forces that are jammed against each other, pushing in the opposite direction. Let's help each other get unstuck, and it helps you move forward. So go pour into somebody else. Make a list of five people that you will mentor and pour into in your life, and text one of them today and just encourage them. See if you can get together and spend time with them. Uh, go pour into somebody else. Here's another big tactic. When you feel like you've stopped growing and you feel like you're stuck, you need to try something new. That is, take a risk. Uh, try anything new. Try something that is outside of your current repertoire. Try using a tool that you've never used before. Try a new method that you've not used before. Do something that is new, something that is different, something that is risky. I'm not talking about unnecessarily risky or unwisely risky. I'm not saying go take your fortune and bet it on something that you haven't proven. What I'm saying, however, is that sometimes you've just got to try something uncomfortable. That there's, you know, you know, people sometimes say uh, change for the sake of change isn't any good. I disagree. I think sometimes change for the sake of change is the best thing for you. Uh, that, that maybe what you're doing is okay and, and it's working uh, and you need to change things just for the sake of changing things up. Just to get outside of your current routine so that you break your dependency on what's familiar and you get outside and try something new, okay? 
Here's the last word. When, uh, when it comes to feeling like you're stuck, like you've stopped growing, um, expect greater results from yourself. In other words, what we sometimes think is if I'm stuck, if I've stopped growing, uh, maybe I should reduce my expectations. Maybe I should just ease off on the pressure. What I found is that most of the time what I need is just the opposite. I need to expect greater results from myself. I need to keep pushing and keep excelling. Ask anyone who has been an athlete uh, on a team or in school or in the Olympics, and they will tell you that uh, you, you, you keep pushing towards some next mark. Uh, it's that record-breaking mentality of we're going to go a little further. We're going to break the next barrier. We're going to keep marching forward. We're going to keep taking the next hill. I'm going to expect greater results from myself than I ever had before because I don't want to stop growing. I don't want to settle for just sitting where I'm at and getting comfortable. I want to expect greater results. So just, just know this. If you feel like you're stuck and you feel like you've stopped growing, you're not alone. Uh, I'm a leader who's been there many times. It's kind of a cycle. I find that in my leadership, every time we, every time my organization gets to some new place, some new level, and this is true in my business, it's true in my church, every time I get to some new level, I, I start to question and wonder if I'm capable of going to the next level. I mean, every single time. We break some barrier, we take some new ground, and, and I start to want, I start to feel stuck. I start to feel like, man, I, I don't know what to do next. And every time I do that, when I push on through, when I keep going, when I decide to reject mediocrity and keep pushing for some next level of excellence, every single time I, I experience breakthrough at some point, it's just kind of a wrestling match getting there. You got to be tenacious. You know, you got to be stubborn. You got to keep going because when you stop, uh, you're going to settle and you're not going to get anywhere. So keep on pressing forward and know that you are not alone, that you don't have to stay stuck, that you can take in something fresh and something new, that you can be challenged again, that other people can help you and speak into this in your life, uh, and that you can break out and break through and break free. And you can go to some new level of excellence because I believe if you're leading today, it's because you're wired for it. You're called to it. You're in that position. You influence other people and the world needs you to lead. The world needs you to grow. Your family needs you to grow. Your friends need you to grow. Your coworkers, the people that you're leading need you to grow. You need you to grow. So don't get sucked into the lie that you're alone. You're not alone. Don't get sucked into the lies and the excuses that there's nowhere else to go and there's nothing else to achieve. You know, baloney. Let's keep going. Let's keep marching. Let's keep going somewhere new and let's stay on fire and just kindle our passion. Let's stir into flame the passion that's in us to keep on going and let's keep pressing forward. All right. Let me close by saying this. If you need coaching, if you need help, I would love to help you get that. If you just feel like, man, I need somebody to, to spend an hour with me just kind of looking at my life, looking at my organization, looking at my skill set and seeing where I'm at, I'd love to talk about that. Uh, again, you can find out more at brandonacox.com. Uh, just seek out coaching there um, or, or shoot me an email at brandon at brandonacox.com. I'd even love to get a voice message from you. If you're on my website, brandonacox.com, there's a little sidebar icon with a microphone on it. Click that. Shoot me a voice message. And just say, hey, I'm thinking about getting some coaching. Uh, you know, let me know what I need to, to do next in order to make that happen. 
Uh, and, and even if it's not me, if I'm not the right coach for you, uh, I can point you towards someone who might be. So please reach out. Don't stay stuck. Keep moving forward. Uh, listen to some voices. Invite some feedback from another source. And let's keep leading better because the world needs for us to do this. You need to lead better for your own benefit. Okay. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't stay stuck. Take another step.